We're talking about the Khoisan people. We are joined by Paul Maybach, who's an author, an anthropologist, and an accomplished documentary filmmaker. And uh, I'm so excited that uh, we have Paul on the line. Thank you for joining us, Paul. Good evening. Oh, no, pleasure to be here. What would it be to have such a conversation without getting lessons first? So perhaps teach uh, the A-teamers and I how to greet in uh, Khoisan. Well, the, the greeting that, that we would generally use in the morning would be Tamkwakhe. Um, and Tamkwakhe is it's a question. It's an interesting archetypal question. It is, are your eyes nicely open? Tamkwakhe. It's some quite and you know, in in asking, are your eyes nicely open? It is a consideration. It's not a not are your eyes wide open, but are they nicely open? Mm. Are you ready to receive me? Are you ready to receive the day? Are you ready to be conscious? So it's a very beautiful archetypal greeting, which almost speaks of the early becomings of consciousness into humanity as it were. Mm. It's very beautiful, very philosophical as well. So what would the response be if someone it, says Tamkwatre to me? Tamkwatre, the response would be Kirikwatre. Kirikwatre, my eyes are nicely open. Kirikwatre, I love it. Love it, because it then shows the depth of language um, amongst our people as Africans, the Khoi and San. It shows that our languages bear so much significance when we speak. It's almost philosophical. So uh, talk to us about your book, The Bushman uh, Winter Has Come. Well, the book, um, you know, I spent uh, about four years in... in um, with different tribes, Junkwasi, Kautai, Kumitaikwe people, mostly in Namibia. And then I spent three solid years with the last band of wild Griqwe, still living the old way of life in the, in the central Kalahari, Botswana. And uh, after that seven-year immersion, I then took 28 years to write this book, Bookman Winter Has Come, published by Penguin. And, um, you know, as I did the work, I came more and more to realize how important the task was to be absolutely correct in everything said, and to be absolutely correct. speaking of the spirit nature of another people. You have to be correct. It's not uh, a new age Mm, Paul, I think we're having uh, troubles with your line. Uh, the connection is not too good. What we're going to do is um, we're going to take you back to Brabenzito to try and get a better line for you. A-teamers, I'm quite I hope I'm saying it right. I'm so excited. I've learned a new phrase in Koyansan. And I'm excited about this conversation because in celebrating our heritage, we need to celebrate everyone 
who makes up who we are as Africans. So I'd love to hear from you. Have you are, are you perhaps a Koyan San? What are the things that you think we should learn? Or maybe you've got questions around the Koyan San. Um, this is the time to learn about them. Ask those questions. Paul Maybach, who's an author of the book The Bushman Winter Has Come and is also an anthropologist. Took him 28 years to write this book. Long time. Traveled across, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the deserts and met the different tribes or the different, uh, you know, groups of the Koyan San. And I think he can be able to answer most of your questions. 0614-104-107. That's our WhatsApp number. You can also call in 086-000-2032. Hey, as a matter of fact, KGM, please call in because I'd like to know the similarities between Basarwa, because I know you are Musarwa, and the Koyan San. Love to hear that. Um, Seems we've got a better line now, Paul. Paul, are you there? Paul? Mm-mm. The line is still not good. Um, we're going to keep on trying to get hold of Paul. All right, let's try the line one more time. Paul, can you Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, yes. I'm glad. Uh, okay, so we, we lost you there. Could you please help us and recap your thought? Sure. Um, where were we? We were talking about... The years it took to write this mm. book and the need to be correct, you know, if one wants to speak about the soul, spirit, nature of another people, you don't guess. You have to be absolutely correct. It's not about um, an opinion or, or any other prejudice. One has to know. So I was careful to write every single word exactly as it should be written, spoken out of Bushman vernacular, so that it it was as if it is it is it is the manner in which they speak themselves into the world. So it was a very serious project, but it you know it um it needed to take as long as it took. And I think it's a project that uh, will do us much uh, service in understanding the Khoi and the San. Now, there was always this debate that uh, there are two major tribes or uh, groups within the Khoi and the San. Um, others want to be called the San. Others want to be called the Khoi. Others are even fighting for who's the chief, um, even outside parliament camping there. What, what is what? I mean, I'm sure in your research you've come up with uh, the truth. Well, I'll tell you that you know a lot of what's going on these days is really not not desirable and nothing to be proud of. You've got people clamoring for government handouts on one level understood yes they they um they need money, people need money but and you've got chiefs and even kings and queens emerging from the people who never in their history have had kings or queens or chiefs. This is a whole new imposition from our more purposeful cultures, our modern cultures, which almost imposes on these people a new idea. They were you're talking about a people who who lived in in the in the fundamental philosophy that all things are different but equal, all people are different but equal. So there were no chiefs, there were no kings, there were no queens. That's something that's coming out of the squabble for power and money, which seems to be the disease of modern humanity. And I don't think we should impose it upon these people as if it were their truth. So now, how are they dealing with uh, this um, really 
would call it distasteful emergence of new things that were never there? Well, they, like all humans these days, seem to be caught in the web of struggle for money and power and illusion. You know, um, the the ancient human being that was once so pure in the in the eyes of the gods and who once had such a spiritual connection with the world, that is largely gone. Now, we can reconjure it up and pretend that it is still there because it becomes part of a modern, fanciful communication. But it, it isn't really the truth of things. You know, if, if one goes to the original older people, they don't, they don't seek any of this. They want nothing to do with this. It's just the idea gets put in their head by well-meaning people, people searching for their own identities and looking everywhere but inside themselves. And so it's what happens today. It's what's happening today. I mean, we, we even speak of them as San, for instance, and that's that in, that in itself is a disrespect. That's the same as calling all black people Bantu. They're not. They have names. They have Zulu, Swana, Kosa, Pedi, Venda. And it's the same with the Bushmen as such. They are Zunkasi, Kotai, Kaikwe, Gikwe, Kako. They have names. They have tribal names, and each tribe has a different language. And and they don't even speak each other's languages. They are that different. So there are eight primary languages. So if you want to know who you're talking about, ask their names. Wow. And they'll tell you, we are called Dwikwe, we are called Kako, we are called Kaikwe, which means people who walk on stones, Kako, valley people. So in the ancient languages and in the ancient um, uh, uh, configurations of tribes in a stream of humanity, they, if we want to respect them, the least we could do is ask their names. Hmm, and I agree with you. Mm. We haven't even got we haven't even got that right. So the the, the when it comes to um, the place under the sun, I don't know if I'm putting it right for the Khoisan people. When it comes to uh, the, the, the them being recognised, having the languages um, recognised, taught in schools, having the heritage preserved. What needs to be done? Because I, I, I really believe much more should be done, but what can be done and what should be done? You know, that's a tough question because you look at this world and you see that what needs to be done for everyone? I mean, humanity is completely confused and lost and looking to save others when we can barely save ourselves. And and so you ask what is to be done. You know, I I... Going back years and repeatedly, people would ask me, what can we do to save them? And I would say, no, they don't want to be saved. They want to be known. Just like you and me, they want to be known. Everything has its time on this earth. Everything serves its time, fulfills its tasks, adds to the evolution of humanity, to the development of humanity. But... Different streams of humanity come and they go. They always have. And this stream of humanity does not want to be saved. It is patronizing. It is inappropriate. They want to be known. And the only way we can take anything forward correctly is in knowledge, in truth. 
And in that way, they are part of what continues. They are remembered correctly. Mm. And that is how we should approach these things. We shouldn't do this chasing of rainbows and pretending to be saving people who have no wish to be saved. And saving from what, I think? That's what we should Precisely. be asking. Are we saving um, ourselves from being who we are as Africans? Well, we're all searching for something, aren't we? You know, it goes beyond um, race. We're talking now the whole of humanity that seems to be so separated from fundamental truths, from the wisdom of the world. Um, We're talking about a humanity that is just completely separated, lost, fallen, lost in itself, searching wherever it can to find anything to anchor itself to, a humanity that looks in all sorts of material, for all sorts of material opportunities, but does not look into the world of spirit, like these ancient people did. They lived in that world of spirit. They were so close to it, and in that they were anchored, they were secure. They had a relationship with the invisible and all that lives. We don't anymore, so we're scrabbling around searching in vain, um, imagining we can borrow it from the Bushmen and for those from those that came before us, but we cannot. It doesn't work like that. We need to know them and with that wisdom re-enliven something in ourselves that enables us to live correctly. Then everything else will follow. Paul, you speak about them being ancient people who were spiritually grounded and connected even with nature. Uh, Can you take us through what their spiritual belief is? Um, Do they have a particular religion? Um, And and are are they differing in what they believe in? No, they all, as it is with all... For the further back you go in in human history, you know, where you can go back 14,000, 15,000 years, and further, but the further back you go, you come to the closer you come to a common thread where humanity was all still in conversation with the gods, with the invisible world, with the angelic realm, with 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 the gods, and and then all these derivatives arrived, all these reinterpretations, all of these misinterpretations with different modern religions each one carrying a a thread of the truth, but always serving their own culture, their own language, their own time. And the core thread became more increasingly buried. Um, But when one looks at the ancient Bushmen, I call them Bushmen because, just by the way, because I I lived for three years with the Dwekwe, and my book, The Bushman Winter Has Come, is about the Dwekwe, and Dwe in their language, means bush, and kwe means people. So they called themselves bushmen and bushwomen. So I, I use that term quite happily. If I had lived with kaikwe, um, uh, I would speak of, I would use those words. But that aside, when one goes back to the to the older people, they, they, they their understanding was that there is a great God and they call this great god Gama. Gamama. And then they have an understanding of the the evil, the darkness that also works in humanity. 
Um, so Kama is the greater God and Kamama is the lesser God or the devil. And in giving a similar name uh, um, to the same entity God, good and evil in humanity, they, they have a very clear understanding of how both forces, dark and light, work, weave in, in humanity, work through humanity. We carry all of us, both dark and light, both God and the devil, so to speak. So they have this remarkably mature relationship with the spiritual world. Um, you know, that's something that we're just getting to now, getting, and, going beyond all these odd religions and realizing that there is this core thread of good and evil that lives in, it lives through humanity. And how do we transform that to make mm. a better world? Now, uh, just quickly, Paul, um, are there any um, holy sanctuaries, uh, places where they meet uh, to, to reverence the way it's done conventionally in this modern day. Um, do they have holy text or is everything um, a word of mouth uh, the way it was done um, in ancient times? No, they have no text. They have no places of worship because they don't worship because they live inside the Godhead. Mm. So they live inside, the, they, they view, their grasp of life the grasp of the invisible world is such that they live inside it. They don't need to take time out to be religious or spiritual. They they live in spirit, in a physical body. This is teaching us so much. Thank you so very much, uh, Paul, for joining us. And uh, where can we get your book, The Bushman Winter Has Come? Well, it's available on Amazon. It's available from exclusive books, and a number of bookstores could order it, of course. But um, yeah, that's the that's the long and short of it. And you know, if anyone goes on to my website, there are links there that would link them through to where the book is available. What's your web What's your website? Website is pauljohnmyberg.co.za. Much appreciated, Paul. Uh, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. I'm sorry some of the answers took so long. But no, uh, please don't be sorry. We needed um, all of this information. Thank you, Paul. The, yeah, there are no short answers. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, it's 11 o'clock, A-teamers. We are going uh, to Greg Rose for the final news bulletin for the day. Good evening, Greg.